This week, a guest courageously shares her story as a child abuse, sexual abuse, and domestic violence survivor. She is here to share her mental health journey to help you with yours. Welcome to the second episode of season six. My name is Vincent A. Lancey, and this is a mental health break. Each week on this podcast, I interview a different mental health professional or advocate from across the country and around the world to share their story relating to mental health. I decided to launch this podcast after a turning point in my life. In my early 20s, I was the victim of a hit-and-run accident while on foot. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I realized it was time to prioritize my mental health, and that led me to creating this series. Today's guest was taken from her mom at the age of six. Also raped at the age of five or six, Then one of her aunt's boyfriends manipulated her to have sex at just the age of 10. She had a series of these events, and at age 13, her cousin's husbands got her pregnant. At age 14, her son's father manipulated her to have sex and entered into a domestic violence relationship from age 14 to age 23. She then escaped and has now been seeing therapy, which has been helping a bit, and With that, I want to bring her on to share her story very courageously. Thank you for joining us, Tanisha Bankston. Tanisha, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and sharing part of your story before we dive in today? My name is Tanisha Bankston. I'm a mother of three children. And like you said, um, I was taken away from my mom at the age of six. Um, I was raped either at the age of five or six, but I say five because that's when I, my brain, I felt a shift in my brain and, and I wasn't believed by, and I wasn't believed, nobody believed me. My family didn't believe me or obviously the hospital didn't believe me because the man, he was never locked up. And so the, um, I was like I said, I was taken from my mom and separated from my siblings, and we were all just placing with our family members. And the abuse kept going on. I thought things would be better by staying with my aunt, by her adopted me, but it was only worse because I was one of my aunt's boyfriend manipulated me to have sex. I was ten. I thought I was raped at nine, so that's why I had that all wrong. But I recently talked to my mom, and she said that I was five or six. And so I was 10 when one of my aunt boyfriends started to manipulate me to have sex with him, to meet him and give me change and dollars and have sex with him. And then when I was 11 years old, one of the neighborhood Candyman grandson manipulated me to have sex with him. He said I was his girlfriend and he asked me if I wanted to be. I didn't know how to say no. And he ruptured my anus. He would have sex with me on my cycle and at 11 years old. And the abuse kept going on. My cousin husband started having sex with me, manipulating me to have sex with him when I was 13, got me pregnant. I didn't know that I would be pregnant when he came in me. And so after that, I had my baby at 14. I felt the system, the court system failed me because the DNA test was done, proving it was his baby. And still nothing was done. It was swept under the rug. And when I was 14, my son's dad manipulated me to have sex with him. 
And I ended up in a domestic violence relationship from the age 14 to 23 until I escaped. Well, so. I'm so sorry that you had to go through all of that. And I'm very thankful that you share your story because it will help others in similar situations. When you were going through all of this and even into now, many things may have changed. But which type of mental health disparities did you face or do you still face? Anxiety, depression, PTSD, mood disorder. And I suffer from nightmares and flashbacks a lot yeah please delve into one of those a little deeper to relate with our audience which one maybe affects you the most the one that affects me the most is the anxiety the anxiety affects me the most like my hands will start sweating real bad or i start just getting nervous and i start just just having racing thoughts just racing thoughts do you remember can you remember back to when you first started feeling anxiety, what those early signs were? Maybe to relate a little more as well. Well, <clears throat> I just knew I was like having panic attacks. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on. Like I was working in the pharmacy and I all of a sudden just started having panic attacks. And, and I went to the doctor and they told me that I was having anxiety because my hands started sweating real bad. My stomach, my stomach started bubbling and everything. And I just like, I was nervous being around others, other people. Mm -hmm. And I would have a lot of panic attacks. So like where I thought I was falling out, going to pass out. Well, thank you very much for sharing all of that. And can you describe now what that moment was or when you first decided you were going to start sharing your story to help others through your, your story? That moment was, it started when I was like 18. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to like, break break the silence in but i did not know how i'm 32 now so i broke the silence last year july 3rd july 3rd when i first did my mm -hmm. speaking and i've seen that my voice that i don't have to be quiet mm -hmm. i don't have to be quiet because like i said my brain had already done the shift so that held me back in a shell i lost my inner voice at the age of five and so once i saw that i can find my inner voice at the age of 32 last year by speaking out, then I say, okay, I can speak out and share my story. Absolutely. Well, you are going to be continuing to affect that many lives as you keep going and going and sharing your story because it is a horrible thing, the things that have happened to you. But unfortunately, you're not the only one. And that's what makes you so great for sharing your story here today, Tanisha. You're going to be helping so many people who feel like they don't have a voice and you're now giving them one. So we're going to help them a little further. What are some things that you do to take care of your mental health? We'll do short-term and long-term. What are some things you do on more of a day-to-day -day basis? Some things I do on a day-to-day -day basis, I write. I write in my journal. I write in my journal and I, and I meditate. I just started meditating and just taking a pause and looking in the mirror and telling myself that, you know, you have a voice. You don't have to be silent. Absolutely. You have to use our voice and it's scary at first, but once we get through that first time speaking with me, different scenario, my traumatic brain injury, once I spoke and I realized it helped more than just myself, other people found comfort in what I said. And then I realized how powerful other people's stories were on my life, little things that helped propel me forward. It really helped me continue to share the story more and more. And here we are today. What's something you can recommend more long-term? 
long term, just um, just take time out for yourself. Don't let anybody mistreat you and don't settle for less and just, you know, know that it's okay to say no and to, um, you know, speak up and speak out and use your voice. Yes. So now you've been sharing your story for a bit. What are some more things you're going to do to start raising awareness for the importance of mental health in the future? I'm going to start my own organization and I'm going to um, continue to be an advocate, a domestic violence advocate, and I'm an incest advocate and just continue to raise awareness and be involved with the community and to help and to just, you know, get it out there because it needs to be out there and heard and talked about. Well said. I think I have someone I'm going to connect you with an earlier episode, Bailey Smith, domestic violence advocate as well. I think you guys can do a lot of good together. But before we get to that, we are going to have your analysis on this week's Spotlight story. You've shed great light throughout the episode. Tanisha, thank you. On now this part of the show, I share the story of someone who's famous because I want to let you, the listeners, know you're not alone. No matter how healthy you look from the outside, you can still be having troubles on the inside. And this week, we're going to talk about mental health advocate and scandal star Kerry Washington. The article started with saying anxiety and stress were prevalent in Washington's life. She opened up on Twitter with a tweet, quote, I'm having a hard time sleeping, a lot of anxiety and stress, thanks for asking. The actress has been open about her mental health in the past, where in 2015, she stated that she prioritizes her mental health as much as her physical health. And I'm big on that as well. Mental health benefits from working out are just as much beneficial as physical health benefits just because you look strong you also feel strong too another quote she had i say that publicly because i think it really important to take the stigma away from mental health my brain and my heart are really important to me i don't know why i wouldn't seek help to have those things as healthy as my teeth i go to the dentist why wouldn't i see a shrink in another interview, she shared she regularly attends therapy and said speaking to a professional has allowed her to be more open with her feelings. Tanisha, what do you take away most from Washington's story on mental health? I take away that your mental all that she said is correct. That um, that it's very important to seek out and get counseling therapy, mm -hmm. and that it's okay to seek out and to get help. Doesn't matter if because the fact that you won't be judged and it being thrown back in your face. So and that's good that she she did seek help in myself. You have to seek help. It may not be a permanent solution, but it can be temporary. And by doing it temporarily, it can set you leaps and bounds ahead for not having to need it. And Tanisha, I gotta thank you so much for joining the show. Too much value. I want to also thank you for the courage you shared for sharing some of your vulnerable moments because that is what's going to help other people thrive. I love how you recommended writing because that's a free tool, something we can all do to improve our mental health. You shared and resonated based on anxiety, so thank you for that. And now it is time for your last word. Well, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak and to share my story. Mm -hmm. And I just pray that my story helped me, my testimony help somebody who's going through or who's gone through what I went through and everything because it has helped me by speaking out and letting it out and suggest um be able to uh, get to 
gain my strength back in my voice to find my inner voice that once was lost. And so, Absolutely. Well, your voice is back and I look forward to seeing all the work you continue to do. What is your social media or website? Any ways for our listeners to reach out, say hello, follow your endeavors. On Facebook is Tanisha Bankston one on Facebook. On Instagram is at Tanisha Bankston. And I have a blog page. It's being Tanisha at WordPress.com. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And everybody listening on, be sure to check out her content and reach out. She is here to help. And it's also social media time for us. And we're at a mental health break on LinkedIn. Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter, we're at podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from all of my shows. My handles are at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media and YouTube. And my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out any of my books or want a signed copy instead of Amazon, reach out. I would love to connect and hear your feedback. Thank you for listening. And I will see you all next week on a mental health break.